the power! Consider these guys the new day of the wrestling podcast world. If they were an event, they would be going to the DMV. I hate going to the DMV. It's the worst. It's the worst. Just like them, they're the worst. They're the worst. Except not as entertaining or talented. And we will fight your children! You're listening to the Triple Threat Show on Wrestling Audio. They make sure you ain't booty. A hell of a lot to get to today on the Triple Threat Show. Royal Rumble Fun Facts from 2005. A whole bunch of news stories to get to. Smackdown 1000 and a little bit of Raw. But first and foremost, introductions. And even though I always start with the one, I'm going to start with the other this time. Balls, how are you? I'm good. Good. Uh, Hyped after Smackdown 1000. As you should be. Higher ratings than Raw this week. I saw that. Which I would certainly hope so. It was a milestone episode for SmackDown. Raw was there. It was there. It was a thing. It, it had some good moments, though. It did. It did. It really did. And then our other color host, he uh, he had to learn about the shows from his son, Greg the Sound Guy. Greg, how are you? It's usually how it works. Uh, he tells me uh, what, what's happening in the week, so I'm moderately prepared when I come into these shows each week. I could see that being a pretty beneficial relationship, not just because (laughs) father, son, and, you know, he doesn't want to live on the streets, but uh, he tells you about what's currently going on, and you keep reliving the past and tell him all about the good old days of wrestling. (laughs) Exactly. You know, he'll see me watching the network, and I'll have, like, an old Saturday night's main event on, and he'll just be shaking his head, like, "What, what are you watching? (laughs) <laughs> this, is, this is classic Jesse Ventura, Bobby Heaton right here. So, Why is that guy dressed like a trash man? Like, <laughs> that's not very nice to say. That's just X-Pac. <laughs> <laughs> now, when I, uh, when I worked for a, very briefly, I worked for a mystery box subscription service, as as you guys know. It's, it's a yeah. big industry. And so I worked for one briefly, and we would offer rewards to anybody who would do like unboxing videos of course and there was a father-daughter combo that always had the most entertaining videos because their generational gap was so large them trying to to meet in the middle with their likes and interests was very entertaining greg you should consider this with your son i think there's a a lot of promise in this concept (laughs) oh you guys could unbox like the pro wrestling crates and stuff where you'd freak out about the red rooster and then he'd freak <laughs> out about something relevant. Yeah, <laughs> something relevant. No, but seriously, Greg, it's a good idea. Maybe it doesn't have to be unboxing videos, but just yeah. like take video of his reaction to a, a classic Saturday night's main event. And then he could take video of you trying to watch something current, <laughs> like you watching NXT and being completely lost. Oh man, I'd I'd watch that. See, there's promise in this concept. Hey, I started to watch NXT from the beginning. I got about halfway through uh, 2013. I was gonna say which beginning? Uh, yeah, the obstacle course the, beginning, or no, no, the okay. Triple H beginning of NXT. Okay, and why'd you? So why, when it why'd started you stop? in 2012 or 2013, as stop? far back as it goes on the network. Why'd you stop? Uh, I transitioned to uh, WWECW, so I'm up to like 07 now on that. So you traded NXT for (laughs) WWECW. It goes quicker because I can fast forward to that quicker. That's like the only excuse you could have used without me going off on you. (laughs) 
<laughs> so well done. Well played. I, I can't even be mad at that answer. And fast forwards makes me want to go off on him. <laughs> well, yeah. like, what's the point? Hmm. I fast forward to the, the the stuff I don't want to see, and then I the, the stuff that I because I only have you know a lot of times just you know limited time. I may have like uh, you know because one of those hour broadcasts without yeah. commercials is what like forty two minutes forty four yeah yeah is what the program is. So then uh, you know a lot of times I may only have like fifteen minutes. So then I <laughs> blast through a, a forty two minute broadcast in fifteen minutes. Why are you so busy? I, I know, know you, Greg, but I don't know this answer. <laughs> I wish I had the answer to that. I, I got a. I always have uh, thirty hours worth of work cram into a twenty-four hour day. You know, if if you just told your kids no and didn't do their homework for them, you'd have less. <laughs> What's funny is this has already come up. Like I heard about this. Too. Huh, huh, interesting. This this could be a whole show just on what Greg does on a day to day basis. <laughs> it could. And how he crams shows into 15 minutes and uh, relives the good old days. My good old days, it's the same people over and over again. Yep. I don't want to watch uh, the Repo Man. <laughs> All right, guys. So, uh, Greg, sit on the yep. sidelines for a few moments. We're going to get to the news in a bit. Uh, no Raw recap. No no six things about Raw. I just want to point out that it really wasn't a bad show. I love that Braun Strowman turned on the Double D's, our tag champs, and Nikki Bella and Ronda Rousey, or at least the Bellas and Ronda Rousey, had a hell of a promo this week. They did. They really did. That would have been my number one highlight had I made a high-low list. It started off like a typical Ronda Rousey promo. Bellas came out, and I mean, they cut a pretty uh, normal promo for, for them, I mean. Seriously, listen to the Bellas. They say, I mean, all the time. Oh, yeah. That is their crutch. I mean, their crutch. (laughs) Uh, So watch that. But with uh, them using some reality, uh, Ronda talking about, you know, the door you kicked down was John Cena's and he kicked you. Oh, so good. So good. In one week and one promo, they already have me interested in this feud. As I ask every week now on the show, why can't you do this every week? Very much. I I enjoyed the hell out of that promo. (sighs) So good. So good. It's exactly where the Bella should be, I think, on the card, at least Nikki. I mean, Bree's still the wife of Daniel Bryan, and we like Daniel Bryan, so <laughs> she's in that weird spot right now. But yeah, uh, but Nikki's born to be a heel in this role, and, and Ronda, the crowd loves her, so uh, I'm looking forward to that. So that's all I really got from Raw. Uh, let's talk about SmackDown 1000. Obviously, big show. What did you like? You said you got a six things list there, Balls? I, I have six things on my mind about SmackDown 1000. All right. Sock it to us. Greg, pay attention. Yeah, Greg. I'll try. So this isn't going to be nearly as interesting knowing that – well, actually, it might be more interesting knowing that Greg didn't actually watch it. Um, <laughs> the show opened with a, what I thought was a great intro package featuring many, many moments that happened on SmackDown Live or just regular SmackDown at that point. SmackDown I recorded. I kind of talk SmackDown recorded live via satellite. Um, some of my favorite moments that it brought up and they were awesome I thought because looking back I could never pinpoint what show they happened on like that Greg probably could I, I, say, I, I probably I could, could. Let, let me ask you one one real quick yeah. was one of the highlights 
the gravy bowl match, the Thanksgiving gravy bowl match. They did. I wanna... They had a highlight of the giant this... food fight. Yeah, but I don't remember the gravy bowl match in the. In the uh, I, I was piece. wondering if they were going to include that with, uh, with how uh, society has changed over the past. Uh... I mean, there there were definitely women's moments in the package. There was yeah. Steph winning the title. There was Jacqueline winning the title. Uh, there was some other female wrestler matches like clips of them real quick but they did the classic clip of uh triple h showing the uh the hammer lock or whatever to uh, trish stratus and stephanie Uh, walking in yeah yeah (laughs) so so they had a few i wouldn't say sexual stuff yeah yeah Yeah, exactly they 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 had a lot of fun with it a little disappointed there was no juniors division (laughs) <laughs> no Palmer Cannon mentioned. Oh God, we had all the general managers. Where the hell was Palmer Cannon? I know, right? Oh, I think man. it was the controversy of the way that guy left. They're probably not going to acknowledge him. Yeah, there was no, there was no Chris Nowinski, no Chris Harvard either. So that's true. Yeah. Um, some of my favorite moments was that moment we talk about all the time is Booker T and Stone Cold Steve Austin at the grocery store. They showed that a couple times. They did. They did. I, I love that. Uh, I think one of my all-time favorite moments is the big boss man stealing the big show's father's casket during the funeral. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm glad they included that. They, and then he's like riding away on it. Uh, they went deeper than I expected them to. So what I was going to ask you guys was what were some of your favorite memories or moments from SmackDown that you remember? Well, the first ring implosion, you know, I've complained about some of the follow-up ring implosions, but the first one, I'm glad that got love. Rhino goring Chris Jericho through the set. Yes. Nice to see Rhino get a little bit of love there. (laughs) Um, what else? I'm like, there's, there's a lot of great moments, but there's a lot of stuff that I also forgot that even happened on SmackDown, like you said. Exactly. Uh, the Billy and Chuck wedding. I enjoyed that one. I'm surprised they acknowledged that one. Yep. That one was there. Uh, Edge talked about his wedding um, and his divorce, and this was this was from the pilot episode of SmackDown, the Brood's very first promo. Yeah, that that wasn't shown. That wasn't shown, (laughs) probably Uh, for good reason. I'm I'm gonna go with you. Just Googled that. Like, (laughs) no, Greg remembers that crap. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's best not to. This was kind of it. put the final nail in the coffin of the brood <laughs> it was not a good promo it was not a good promo. it was not a good promo at all <laughs> uh, gangrel i mean probably shouldn't have talked ever i know they shouldn't have had him talk i mean they they, they were and the edge and christian they were still uh they were still green in the wwe land so they, they yeah it was it was <laughs> not a good promo it's I guess it's tough there's just so many moments (laughs) I'm trying to I'm trying to like quickly rewind I guess we had that huge match of uh, Triple H versus The Rock where Shawn Michaels was the ref and he turned on The Rock you know he Ah. seemed like he was feuding with Triple H but you know so that was that was a pretty big moment that was a good match too that was a good match I remember that What else? Uh, the There's a lot of good stuff on SmackDown, I, yeah. I wish it was more than just the super, like the beginning. I wish it actually yeah. shown some of the fight. <laughs> they just kept showing Booker's reaction to Stone Cold being behind him. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. And then, I, and I love in the clip, it's just it's just a clip, but uh, Rey Mysterio 
uh, jumping off the top, and it's uh, against him, uh, Christian, and Lance Storm. <laughs> so Lance Storm, the back of his head, made the promo piece, Greg? Uh, the, the infamous... Hey, uh, did the, the Booker T. Uh, um, Edge uh, shampoo commercial feud. That was no. on SmackDown, wasn't it? No, no, they're saving that for WrestleMania history. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a moment. Uh, the, the, the Kurt Angle with the little bitty cowboy hat. That was on oh, SmackDown. Yeah. That was good. But I mean, overall, I thought, and we praise WWE production all the time, and I just thought it was a very, very good retrospective piece to open the show with. Yeah, a lot of Eddie. Yeah, a lot of Eddie. There a lot was of Eddie a lot Guerrero, of yeah, which was a great touch. So the low riders, yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm, okay, this isn't. A, I don't know if it's on your sixth thing, so I'll hold off until we get to the rest of your list to ask you a question here. Oh, okay. Um. But also, there's a lot of JBL and stuff, too, which is something. You ca- I almost kind of glossed over some of that era, but that was cool. Um, another thing on my mind coming off of uh, SmackDown 1000 was the Evolution reunion. Uh, we wondered, you know, why put a group that was never really on SmackDown on a SmackDown reunion show? And we kind of got our answer. Uh, obviously, that's the home of Randy Orton currently, so it makes sense. Uh, Triple H brought it up that you... You celebrate the evolution of a TV show with evolution. With so, the first time appearance of evolution on that show. Yeah, yeah it, exactly. It was fun. So, Great pot shots in there, too. There were. Orton got to be his character, but still be in evolution. Like, they danced that really well. Like, he was excited to be there, but he totally told Ric Flair he was living vicariously through his daughter. Like, <laughs> it took a pot shot of Batista. Oh, Said yeah, he spent the, uh, more time uh, spent more time over the years in the makeup chair than in the ring. Oh yeah, and then the one thing that surprised me was the amount of time Batista got to talk. Well, this is the best promo he's ever cut. It, it really has, and and he openly says that where he's like, you know, me and this microphone, this scares me. I don't want to be doing this, so I came up with four things I want to talk about. And looking back on it. And reading news later that they cut a bunch of stuff because segments ran long. I wonder if Batista ran long on this. But he gave everybody their props. He gave Orton, you know. I also am just stupefied that Batista remembered each individual number of how many world titles each one of them has won. Like, Randy Orton was at, like, 13. And Triple H is at 15. And Ric Flair is at 16. And... Like, I don't know that I would have kept that straight because that's something you will get just obliterated for if you screw up. But I enjoyed it the most at the end when he point, points out to Triple H and says, uh, Triple H's guy's done everything except beat me. And the crowd's like, ooh. Triple H kind of, yeah. Kind of like goes from smiling to, yeah. to grumpy face. Yep, he goes grumpy face and then they kind of, you know, stand in front of each other. And Ric Flair's just doing this kind of like out of place, like profiling thing. His start warming up to his styling and profiling. And Randy Orton is just sitting there watching. Like if he had popcorn, he's the only thing that would have made it better with his facial expressions. And then they hug. But you know this is setting up to some sort of WrestleMania main event between Batista and Triple H over Hoover over whose Marvel movie was better. <laughs> That's what that's the only way the storyline can go is I was in Blade Trinity. Is I, I, I was in Guardians 1 and 2. I win. Like, that's all that should be 
Well, and, and Avengers um, Infinity War. Yes, and Infinity War. Yeah, so. And maybe Which, the transition to Suicide Squad. Yep. Well, where do you get off knowing something pop culture current related, Greg? <laughs> that's what he does with his 30-hour workdays. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things I cram in. That's about Cla- five classic, minutes each day. Classic wrestling and current pop culture. <laughs> well, only when it comes to DC stuff, yeah. 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 It's yeah. Marvel stuff. Greg's got no idea what's going on. No, no, no. I love the DC universe. It's superior in every way. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean half of them are gone? <laughs> uh, and that's just uh, Cavill and Ben Affleck. Um, I, uh, I like how you could tell they all broke character when Batista was talking about Ric Flair keeping it in his pants. <laughs> like the reaction, the legit reaction, like Orton lost it. Triple yeah. H is trying to hold it together. <laughs> Uh, that that was a good moment right there, like the off-the-cuff comment that none of them were expecting in that promo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I give them a lot of credit. I was entertained from top to bottom. A little weird that Ric Flair didn't really get to talk, but I suppose we've heard that a, a, enough. Well, you know, I oh, don't... Maybe? I don't know. I don't want to make no. it sound rude, but... No, I, I think it's medical. I, I think Yeah, because... I was thinking maybe it's just his health. Because of that stroke that he had last year, I don't think he does very many promos. Like he sits, talks a little bit, but they don't have him worked up. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know about not getting him worked up, but they just don't let him. Or maybe he doesn't want to do. He's got to take it easy. He does. I mean, even even the promo that he cut, some of the words were in the wrong spot, and I'm going, ah, if this promo was longer, this would be really like I get it you had a health emergency, you probably shouldn't be doing this, like, to the extent that you maybe want to. So I'm glad that he didn't talk for a long time. I'm also just curious what he would really say anyway, other than, hey, this guy's a great young talent. Hey, this guy's got a great mind for the business. Hey, this guy's an actor. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't really know what he's going to say outside of what we've already heard him praise them for in the past. But oh, yeah. uh, great segment, though. I... I was surprised with how much I really enjoyed it. I like that Triple H dressed up for the occasion. <laughs> right? <laughs> I was I saw the picture of it and I, I was thinking he was gonna come out in the suit like yeah. you know, the, the uh-huh. evolution attire. Yeah, yeah. And uh yeah that Nope. He had an evolution T shirt on though. That's and a leather <laughs> jacket. That's where he went. Yeah, he's gotta he's gotta sell the character, you know, yeah, cheer for me, cheer for me. Wait a minute. I'm in a feud <laughs> elsewhere. Ugh. Yeah, I can't I can't I can't break character too much. Sorry, guys. No, <laughs> only better had he wore a DX T-shirt. That'd have been great. That's what I thought he was wearing at first. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other things on my mind here is the Bar winning their fifth tag title in WWE. See the, uh, I believe it's actually the fifth on SmackDown, but I could be wrong. They just said five-time tag team champions. Well, they had like I feel two like on Raw, though, so... I, see, I thought it was more than two, so maybe it is five overall. Yeah. But At least two that it, I can think of. Maybe it's even yeah. more than that. But uh, So what do you think? Is that a good thing at the Bars of Tag Champs or not? I, I like the Bars of Tag Champs. I, I felt that the, the New Day were placeholders. Like, they didn't really know what to do, so they threw it to the New Day. And I like the Bar having it. I don't necessarily like the Bar using the Big Show. Like, the big show came out, crowd popped, choke slams Kofi Kingston. Does he join the bar? 
He helps the bar. I don't quite know. Does the bar need the big show? No. They they celebrated with him in the ring afterwards. And and he held the title belts. Yeah, so it's it could lead to an interesting storyline. I think it'd be yeah. great if Big Show just like if they hired him to kind of be the third to compensate for the interfering third member of the New Day. It, and that could absolutely be where this goes. My only complaint about that is you went with the Big Show and you didn't give that type of slot to like an NXT star or like a debut of some kind. Cesaro and Sheamus are both big dudes. You don't really need the big show to compensate for Xavier Woods. Um, like I, I think it's probably just a temporary uh, alliance between them. We gotta we gotta keep in mind. Obviously, we're pushing WWE Evolution. We're pushing Crown Jewel. But at the end of next month, a month from now, we got Survivor Series. Yeah, I think that's all that's it is. True. We're just putting some pieces together. I mean, it, it could lead to, you know, the New Day getting members and then the bar getting people. Because one of the rumors I heard or I read last week or something was that they were talking about moving the Street Profits up from NXT to be new members of the New Day. Which, as much as I like Montez Ford, I don't know that I want them in the New Day. Yeah, I don't think that works. Do, do we need a whole stable of New Day? I mean, you could already argue three guys as a stable. Yeah. Well, okay, they're a tag and, team, free bird rule, whatever. But now yeah. we need a stable? Who are they even going to go against? And that's what I don't, yeah. I, Is Evolution reuniting full-time? <laughs> I mean, if we're dusting yeah. off Shawn Michaels full-time, why not have all these guys, too? Ric Flair come out of retirement. Yeah. You don't, don't have to cut a promo to wrestle in the ring. No, no. He's probably still all. more entertaining than half the roster. True. Yeah, so the New Day versus Evolution 2018-2019. This is great. Oh, that's so good, so good. See, this is perfect for you and your son, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> you get uh, to live in the past. He gets to live in the present. Oh, I want to hear the trash <laughs> talking between you two. Well, your, your New Day is better than my New Day. <laughs> I remember when my New Day was only three members. <laughs> Oh, God. That'd be great. Uh, fourth thing on my mind about SmackDown 1000. To me, one of the best promos of the night came from our women's champion, Becky Lynch, in an episode of The Cutting Edge, where Edge, one of the most probably revered heels on SmackDown Live, goes on to tell Becky, you know, I did what you're doing. I've lived it. You know, I, I just think you're going to regret it later on cutting everyone out and just going for the belt, you know, tries to play up some real life stuff or like you end up alone with your championships and Becky just goes in a little deeper and cuts a great promo about how she wants to be this way. And she disrespects edge and she ends it telling him not to hurt his neck getting out of her ring. And <laughs> I thought it was awesome. I thought Ed, Becky edge. was quote, Edge saying, oh, you're not going to like yourself. You're right. I don't like myself. I love myself. And yeah. don't you disrespect the champ like that. Get out of my ring. Yeah, it was so good. And don't hurt your neck going through the ropes. I'm like, just, yeah. she is the stone cold of the women's division, and the crowd <laughs> is eating it up. You say it was oh, one yeah. of the highlights. That would, that would have been my number one. A yeah. women's promo on both Raw and SmackDown would have been number one on my respective highlight <laughs> list this week. Oh, so good. So good. Uh, Charlotte Flair comes out, you know, 
they start a fight. But you're gonna the promo. You're gonna be sorry for what I do right now. And then just like tackles <laughs> right her. And it yeah, was, it was fun. But I just like how Becky was completely her character, regard mm-hmm. like and got cheered louder than Edge. Where like somebody else tries to pull this on Edge, they're gonna get booed. Yep. But Becky does it, and the crowd eats it up, and that that's just a sign of an incredible character and a great feud right there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, when did Edge get hair? That's what I'm trying to figure out now. Uh, he's been slowly growing it back. Has he? Okay. Yeah. I, I just like, remember seeing him, like, short hair last time he was on TV. When the Edge and Christian show was on the network, he had short hair, and then I'm like, I know he's been, like, filming Vikings or something, but when did he get hair? I don't know if it's that long. Maybe there's extensions. You know, the makeup team, oh, the wardrobe department helped him out there. <laughs> and very possible. Uh, fifth thing on my mind is Rey Mysterio returns to the brand that he helped make famous. To me, he didn't look he he didn't look as good as he did at the Royal Rumble. I thought Royal Rumble. I thought he looked fantastic. I thought he looked good here, but not you know as good. So wow. Wow, are you are you Mysterio shaming him? <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing. Um, You've made it. It a is thing. now. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag Mysterio shaming. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Let's do this. I'm gonna go full on Mysterio shaming then. Ray, hey buddy, why can you still not wear a mask that goes all the way down in the back? I remember this match between you and Eddie Guerrero, where. Your mask got all turned around because <laughs> it had too much open in the back and it spun and it wasn't supposed to. And it was really, I'm pretty sure that was WrestleMania yeah. and it was bad. Yeah. Why haven't you learned from this yet? By the way, nice mohawk. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, so the, the open mask makes it, you know, uh, air out better. When you got a <laughs> yeah. full cover mask, it gets hot in there. Yeah. Yeah, and okay. and obviously when he's pulling shooting star presses like Greg says he is. <laughs> you, you know why I brought that up? Why did you I, I don't know if up? you remember this, but it was a, probably one first or second year we started recording. I had told you I watched an episode of <laughs> Raw or something, whatever we were re- re- reviewing, and you're like, did you watch this? And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. And, you, and then you were like, you were like, oh. Uh, so what'd you think about that shooting star press that so and so dropped? I'm like, oh yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> and then you're like, there was no shooting star. Press. I'm like, oh, oh, you got me. <laughs> so so happy to yeah. know that 13 years deep into wrestling audio, he still doesn't watch the current product. <laughs> right. He still doesn't care about it. He's now just no, catching up to that raw this week. <laughs> He's like, oh, no, I know what you're talking about. Oh, that was a good episode. You should have watched it back then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it was it was so, good to see Ray back. Great reaction to the guy. People love him. Um, uh, got the face Shinsuke Nakamura for, in, for a match at uh, Crown Jewel, the, the, quote, World Cup. Yeah. And I believe, I could be wrong, but I believe Ray is the only non-white American in the match. Okay, I like how you termed that there. Uh, because he is American. He, is he American. may be a Mexican yeah. wrestler, but he was born in San Diego. Yeah, so see, he's American, yeah. Uh, but that a lot of people forget that because of yeah. his look, his appearance, his style, his background. Yeah, yeah, he was born in San Diego, but, I mean, you got 
I know I'm missing one, and that kind of upsets me right now. But Cena, Rollins, Ziggler, Kurt Angle, The Miz, Jeff Hardy, and I'm missing a, the eighth one besides Rey Mysterio. And I is can't think Hardy? of who it is. I got Jeff Hardy. Oh, okay. Well, it uh, doesn't really matter. Um, no, it doesn't. But it's the uh, it's the best in the world. They're not promoting people from around the world. They're just promoting the best of the world. But there's got to be yeah. a better name than the World Cup. Well, what's funny is I saw on Twitter before we started recording, Rusev tweeted, if all of them are white Americans, doesn't that make it the U.S. Open and not the World <laughs> Cup? Did anybody anybody <laughs> pay attention to when Rusev came out on SmackDown before his, like, real quick loss? Which is pure SmackDown it, right there, by the know. way. Um, yeah, oh yeah, it is. he came out. He, he said, "Oh, our time is now to, to Lana. Our time is now. You can't see us. Our time is now." <laughs> that's what he's saying as he's coming out to the ring on SmackDown 1000. Oh, that's so good. Oh God, I love him. Yeah, uh, Rusev is so good. Uh, go somewhere else, Rusev. <laughs> so uh, if WWE I'll... ain't gonna use you, go somewhere else. That's gonna just embrace the hell out of that personality. Oh God, yes, that'd be so amazing. I credit that to Gangrel's training. <laughs> he trained at Gangrel's school before he got in the WWE. And Gangrel That's cut a true. promo and said, don't do that. <laughs> and you'll be all don't, right. I mean, don't, don't do what I did on the original uh, SmackDown. I mean, there are definitely other guys there, too, besides Gangrel. But, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's all Greg remembers. <laughs> it is. Uh, the last thing on my mind... For SmackDown 1000, and I don't know if you agree with me or not, I was underwhelmed by part most of it, I think. I Going back and reading now that there was definitely more and then things were cut out, I don't know what ran over. But, like, I'm reading reports like, oh, that was the perfect amount of vintage. That was the perfect amount of classic wrestlers and, and things brought in. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe it's because it's a two-hour program. I just expected more. There were so many current stars not on the show, which like headliners, <clears throat> guys like Samoa Joe, guys who had big storylines going on. Your world heavyweight championship wasn't defended. That's what I was going to ask you about there. We, we kept going back and forth with like, oh man, the Miz is going to win this because he wins every anniversary show. Somehow he gets a match and it happens. Not this one. No, we get AJ teaming with Daniel Bryan against the freaking Usos. Who, the match was good. Sure, sure. There's really no rhyme or reason because as far as I know, the Usos are still faces. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. Oh, it's just uh, now there's dissension. Now because AJ and Daniel Bryan had a miscommunication, now that apparently is going to be enough to to go forward with the feud. It was really okay. lazy booking. I mean, like, I... I I agree yeah. completely with what you're saying. I think that's just the whole point of it is they want to get the Usos on because they were, yeah. they've been pretty important to the tag division, especially on SmackDown mm -hmm. over the years. But you don't want to disclude AJ and Daniel Bryan, which I hasn't even said. I expressed those concerns in weeks past here on the show. Yeah. How are we going to get a title match that we want to see between these two when you have so many stars promoted? No, it's absolutely. And you have The Undertaker who shows up and says three words. I mean, that was bad. Yeah. Like I, I know some people that were there live, and they thought it was great. Oh, the Undertaker's appearance at the end was great. It's just because Undertaker showing up is great. Yeah. But that segment could have been just crossed out. Oh yeah. They like I read things saying that that promo was so much longer. 
There was a bunch of um, old SmackDown wrestlers that were in the back that were supposed to be used for promos and then segments that didn't get used because they ran out of time. I'm like, who timed your show? What the hell went over so long that you had to cut so much out? Like, Rey Mysterio's entrance got cut. Like, Right? Welcome back. We're going to cut yeah, your entrance, but we're going to put Shinsky's on. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, there was... I, I, I enjoyed SmackDown Live's 1000th episode, but I, I am underwhelmed by what happened. I th- It was pretty much what I expected it to be. I, I don't think nowadays the current product mixes well with the past <laughs> with the writing team not necessarily the people yeah. i think the writing team just doesn't know how to handle all of this and you could have cut the the aiden english costing rusev the mat you didn't even need that yeah you're trying to get the miz on tv but just let the mm-hmm. miz cut a promo yeah uh, i just, guess you had to have the miz on there just to so he got to go to crown jewel but there have to be other ways. You could do that next week, though. You don't. You you promote matches and you don't follow through often. Not every week, but it happens more often than than WWE probably wants to admit. So promoting that this is going to happen, then not have it happen, is no different than promoting a title match that doesn't happen. Yeah. Or, Or promoting the cutting edge and then not promoting the cutting edge and then giving us the cutting edge anyway. (laughs) Yes. I just, yeah, there was a lot of really weird decisions there. I think maybe next time in hindsight, it's always 2020, but do some of these promo pieces of the history of SmackDown in the weeks leading up to SmackDown 1000. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, apparently, and- Truth TV wasn't supposed to kick off the show, it was supposed to be something else, but I, I do love Truth TV. I think it's hilarious. And Which I think is fine. Vince I just McMahon don't know it. why we needed it on the show. Oh, we didn't. No, not at all. Stephanie just could have come out. Shane just could have come out. Vince could have just come out. Mm-hmm. And it just would have, wouldn't have got them dancing, which I'm I'm not too disappointed if we would have missed out on that. No, like, if, if you go by a lot of what's online, like, Vince and R-Truth are really good friends for some weird thing. So... I, I could see Vince putting our truth on the opening segment just because they're bros and he thinks he's hilarious. That's fine. It's just mm-hmm. I, for for what they planned. As I complain quite often on these shows, the current roster really does get screwed over in all of this nostalgia. They do all the time. Big events, big pay per views. It happens so often, and then we wonder why some of these stars can't get over. Exactly. And this is just, a, you know, you're trying to do so much in a very limited amount of time. They should have made this an all-day thing where WWE.com is doing live footage of some of these former stars returning. Yeah. You know, get that interview with Vicky Guerrero, get that interview with Teddy Long, get that interview with Power of the People. You know, just <laughs> do all of that stuff. You know, where was Funaki? Funaki did, tweeted, <laughs> but we didn't get to see him on. He's the number one announcer on that show. He is the number one announcer on that show. I, I just remembered uh, the the first uh, the very first SmackDown had the birth of the corporate ministry. <laughs> That's how it ended. No, right. no promo on that. No, no package. No, no nothing about the corporate ministry. No, I mean, you can't you can't include no. everything. But yeah, we got Schwarzenegger in there though. <laughs> Did they? We got him punching Triple H. Right, you gotta have that. That was one of the. And First, we had the uh, we had the pancake table with uh, Lawler and Booker T. 
Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Oh, well. I don't know if I was <laughs> underwhelmed by it, but I, I also didn't really get my expectations up. <laughs> uh, I hate gotcha. to be that bitter, jaded fan, but let's be but honest. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So thank you for that list there, uh, Balls. Greg, we toss it over to you for some uh, news articles. What's happening in the world of wrestling? Well, uh, there's some mounting political pressure for the WWE to pause or cancel their upcoming show to Saudi Arabia, uh, the Crown Jewel show, uh, due to uh, political issues going on there. We don't, we, we won't jump into all the political issues. Um, A journalist was murdered, supposedly by the government. Ordered it, allegedly, and the right, guy got so. chopped into pieces. So it's hard to accidentally murder somebody and chop them into pieces. Wow. Okay. I don't think I even knew that part, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's wow. pretty gruesome. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. So, so yeah, um, there's a lot of companies pulling out right now and a lot of companies pressuring WWE, don't do business with them. You know, this, this mm-hmm. is not something good to support, but WWE, all they've done is just drop the Saudi Arabia mentions. I was right. going to ask if you guys noticed that, like, in the past week, that all the Crown Jewel stuff no longer mentions Saudi Arabia. Which which is smart, because Crown Jewel, if they wanted to, they could move elsewhere. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be a big crowd, most likely. Because yeah. how are you going to sell those tickets? You're not going to move them that quickly. I mean, you could move it, but yeah. you're not going to have the same effect behind it. No, and let's see if I can find it, but one of the... Uh, more interesting things I saw was Kevin Nash just kind of responded to it. I, I've got the list of people oh, that are for it and against it. Okay. It was. Uh, it started with, uh, at least publicly, it started with uh, JBL went on Fox News supporting it. Uh, then Eric Bischoff, which I thought was, I, I guess Eric Bischoff makes sense because if you think about it, he promoted a show in the mid-90s. In North Korea. Wait. What? Yeah, that's the only WCW pay-per-view that is not on the network because it was a co-promotion with New Japan and they did a show in North Korea. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I had no idea. I I was was kind of expecting WWE to move Crown Jewel to North Korea, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I did not expect. And it it, it, did all this political explosion back then and what this is now. But but yeah, that's kind of the irony in it is when WWE started the network, it was noticed that the one pay-per-view that they left off was the the pay-per-view that WCW promoted in North Korea. Which I mean, you could you could be like, well, we can't because it has New Japan and, on and it. You could almost do a whole show on. Uh, we could do a whole podcast on that one show with all the behind the scenes stuff that happened at that show. But uh, yeah, it was it was an insane show at the time. Uh, but but anyhow, um, Eric Bischoff, non surprisingly, was supporting it. Um, and then the most recent you said was uh, Kevin Nash. Yeah, and Randy Orton is supporting it too. And then there's also the news and rumors of a lot of the current uh, WWE superstars. They didn't name any names, but superstars and production staff that is um, uh, leery about it. 
yeah. that are un- I, the wording was uncomfortable about making the trip there. <laughs> now well, I yeah they're they're stuck in a bad spot right now. The the superstars yeah. are yeah uh, because I guess that, you know what they, they do this okay and then the current political situation gets worse if it gets worse. Yeah, how does that make them look in hindsight, you know? Yeah. Kevin Nash's exact words were, they need to honor their contract. The WWE is not a UN summit. Right, yeah, I read that. I'm like, he's not wrong. It's not a UN summit. And and they stand to lose a lot of money. Oh, Um, yeah. Because uh, the, the, this was a big financial windfall when they first signed this contract for them. Well, you'd have to think them missing one show would affect the next 10 years of their contract. Right, which is I, for a huge sum of money. Yeah. And uh, the, uh, they're saying that the reason the WWE stock is so high right now is because of the money that they're expected, that they're projected to make uh, from this contract. Yeah. But now you have don't to look worry, up, you have to look on the flip me, side though. of things. <clears throat> I'm not no longer a part owner in uh uh-huh. in WWE. Don't worry you, about me. You sold your one piece of stock? <laughs> I am no longer you I have sell no out. booking control. I have no You transferred it to your son, didn't you? I oh, have that's... no I have no small sliver of the pie anymore. I gave up my sliver. Wow. It's what uh, his kids getting for Christmas. Yeah. Here you go. You get to be stuck with this mess of a situation. Because I do want to look at the flip side real quick and, and mention that uh, we, we talk about them losing this money if they and it could affect their decade-long deal with Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Conversely, let's say the situation gets worse before it gets better in general, not just with WWE, but in general. Yeah. Right. There will be sponsors. There will be networks to worry about. They may not agree with WWE's decision to remain working in Saudi Arabia. Uh, So they may be missing out on Saudi Arabian money, but then they could be losing local domestic money on this one. Right. So they're they're in a a sticky position. Yeah. It's a mess. It's like there's no real, they, they could lose either way here. Yeah. yeah. Lose uh, out well, on something either way. Well, the part that I thought was interesting was, is, and I never know quite with Kevin Nash's actual facts, <laughs> but like he, he quoted, he said, 15 out of 19 of the hijackers from 9-11 were from Saudi Arabia, and the United States attacked Iraq and Iran. So let's not you know, jump to conclusions over what's going on. And what the United States should be doing, we just do what we're supposed to do, and get done. Like, it's like okay, that's interesting. Yeah, it's. I mean, Nash. Nash wants that paycheck. Let's be honest. Yeah. Nash. Oh, Nash yeah. is positioning himself that if others drop out of the show, he'll be more than happy to show up. <laughs> no, he won't. Kevin Nash, he'd be happy to show up. Don't expect him to wrestle, but he'll show up. With his knees, he couldn't fly from Orlando. <laughs> he's fine. He's, to the he's northern... already started walking. <laughs> he's gonna get on a he's boat. On, he's, he's on, on a, a freighter. Yeah, he, he's, he's, he's on a, on a luxury right cruise. Now. Yeah, 
And why technology is anyway? He's probably getting a surgery on his knee while flying over the Atlantic. Yeah, he's more than willing to go get that paycheck. Him and Hulk Hogan right now? Oh, good God. Hogan expe- oh, yeah, Hogan was expected. Hogan's to be there. probably already there. Hogan probably ordered the hit. And his one of his friends will release the audio of it eventually. Oh, God, where's Brian Nobbs at? Uh-huh. Oh, sorry, guys. I was just trying to pull a prank. My bad. Just got out of control. Sorry about it, guys. Brian Nobbs Brian just hobbles away from... Oh, man. We solved this. And we didn't want to go political with it. Yeah. I, my sources say if we, <laughs> if we were on Patreon right now, we'd have an exclusive link that I know who ordered that hit. Oh. <laughs> yep. Oh, God. Yep. And one of our hosts can't say his name properly. That's true. Yeah. What else you got, Greg? Uh, let's see. Oh, we got some uh, Impact news. Um, <laughs> Impact Wrestling. They're looking to bring back uh, uh, El- Alberto El Patron, or yeah. Patrick, as I said one time. Um, I don't know. The, the, the article I read, the company feels that his personal issues have calmed down and that the, the upside of his name recognition outweighs the risks. I don't know if I agree with that. I, I don't think he's yeah. a draw is what this article is making him out to be. And I even had a, uh, a friend of mine that uh, um, uh, promoted local wrestling shows in my area here. And he asked me, the guy I used to wrestle with back in the day, decided to run his own shows. He's like, what do you think about me bringing in Alberto Del Rio? And I said, that's a terrible idea. Ah, like, you're, you're wrong, man. Anything off this show, and the guy's probably going to charge way more than what you're going to make. So I don't, I just, I don't think he's as big of a. I, I, part of me agrees with you, but Mo and I represented Wrestling Audio at the Warriors Wrestling event up near Chicago many months ago. Their headliner was Alberto El Patron. He had the longest line. The entire time to meet him. And there were huge current stars in Impact. Pentagon Jr., Phoenix, Brian Cage. A lot of these... Hornswoggle. (laughs) Uh, uh, Ellsworth was there. Many, many guys. Uh, Evan Bourne, uh, Matt Seidel. Guys like that. And Alberto El Patron had easily quadruple the line that anyone else had. So uh, while, yes, I agree with you, I, I don't know that he's worth the trouble. Uh, I think, number one, I think you screwed your buddy out of making some money at his indie show. But also... I, I think I did. Because <laughs> as much as he... I, re, I I think I saved him. Because as much as he actually did make off that show, there's no way I don't think he would have been able to... Uh, make, even if he would have brought uh, Patron or Del Rio in... <laughs> I don't think he would have made his money back. Yeah, I, I think I, I, I think I uh, gave I, him less of a loss than what he would have had. I, I think Impact has done some great things recently. In my opinion, they don't need El Patron. But that's that's just me. I guess it depends if uh, if he really is rehabilitated, so to speak. If he is in a better spot, 
then mm-hmm. the guy is a, a good performer and he's going to be able to put on good matches against some of the talent on there. I don't think you circle the company around him, but he no. could he could be a good addition and, and put on some good matches. But he was also recently making fun of Paige's depression. Yeah. Which right now depression is is a hot topic. So for him to to make fun of her for it, not a smart move. So I doubt he's really in a better spot. He's just been quieter lately. Right. Yeah, uh, the, exactly. And that's the what... article. The article also said that he has been keeping himself busy lately with uh, bookings in Mexico and his role with the uh, uh, Combat Americas MMA promotion, which I don't hear much about it. It doesn't seem like uh, maybe UFC just dominates the MMA so much in the U.S. and Bellator that you really don't hear uh, much about the smaller MMA promotions, but I don't really hear much, uh, you know, in in the MMA world, I don't hear much about uh, the Combat Americas promotion. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I remember he left when he no-showed a the Lucha Underground versus Impact Wrestling event, WrestleMania weekend. And... Yeah, isn't that when they kind of sever ties with him with Impact? Yeah. He he no showed the the event, so then Impact left him. But like, I don't remember him and Paige's relationship lasting all the way to that WrestleMania. Like, I thought he was gone from Paige a while before that. So for them to be like, well, you know, he's settled down. Like, he was free of her. Like, they were no longer influencing each other at that point. So, not quite sure. What you're talking about there. Uh, I guess in this market, though, if you if there's a name that's a free agent, you look at them, regardless yeah. if there's issues or not, no shows or not. It's it's a competitive scene right now, so I guess they feel that they have the, uh, the, the edge on this one, the lead, so we'll see if it happens he's, or not. He's going to join the OGs. Sure. <laughs> Why not? Right now, Greg's going, I have no idea what the OGs are. The Ogs? I've never heard of them. <laughs> uh, the Bullet Club OGs are the only OGs I know of in uh, wrestling. And... Am I wrong? No, the OGs is the original LAX that's currently. Oh, L- I, was, that, I was thinking of that. Yeah. I was thinking of that. Uh, you, guys, you, Mo Balls, you guys were telling me that when you go on a cruise... The Wi-Fi isn't that good. The internet's <laughs> not that good. Right? I need to come back up. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Well, it's uh, Chris Jericho's this Rockin' Wrestling Rager at the Sea will be available for streaming on Fight TV. As soon as this was announced, I was like, oh, Greg's going to bring this up. <laughs> Greg's not right about much. So I was say, well, let, let's first put it out there. Mo and I were correct. The internet sucks at sea. <laughs> <laughs> whatever they're doing to stream on fight is awesome. And I'm sure expensive as hell. <laughs> somehow they're pulling it off. Oh yeah. They gotta, they gotta make great. their money somehow since, uh, people didn't book rooms on that cruise. <laughs> I don't know. I heard there were only like four rooms left. I don't know if that's legit or not, but probably at a certain price point. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe a lot of those rooms are given away. There's uh, there's there's a certain amount of comp rooms that uh, these oh, things sure. can do. They're, they're going to fill the bodies. Like, um, 
when I went on the cruises, mine was through the promoter. So the yeah. promoter was able to waive all the stuff, but if there was friends and families of some of the bands or entertainers, they were invited to a free room. They just had to pay like the 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 whatever cost. There's additional costs, yeah. like the taxes like, almost. Yeah, port fees. And Thank that you. That's it. I couldn't yeah. remember the name. So they had to cover that, but not the room. So I wonder if some of these people are like, hey, we'll give you a free room. All you have to do is cover this. Yep. <laughs> you just need to get bodies on this damn boat. Pretty much. Uh, but I guess, yeah, Fight TV is going to uh, kind of broadcast every, kind of like how they did with uh, All In, because this is the same company that did the uh, All In and uh, StarCast uh, Yeah, yeah, Fight uh, TV, they're, they're, they're trying to make a name for themselves in the wrestling streaming. They've, they've offered it for years, but now they actually have content people want to see. Right. So. It was primarily uh, MMA stuff that they started out with, and mm. then... Uh, got into more of the indie wrestling but then it was the lesser known stuff and now they're they're uh like you said featuring um more mainstream stuff uh but they're gonna gonna stream the matches the concerts the comedy and uh you know, everything that's going on um still no prices or anything but it's it's good to hear that if you can't make it on the cruise you can still watch it if you want and Hopefully it's not all uh, pixelated and uh, uh, five frames a second from that poor uh, uh, at sea Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll find out. We'll, we'll find out. I I think it'll be fine. I'm sure they're going to have the highest quality of uh, of Wi-Fi. But if they got bad weather uh, on that cruise, oh man, they could actually make for a very entertaining broadcast. <laughs> it very much could. <laughs> I still remember the first ever like video cast on dial-up internet that <laughs> wrestling ever tried to do was um, WCW's uh, Hall- it was Halloween Havoc '98, and they were advertising that you don't have to order the pay-per-view; you can go to WCW.com and watch it for free. Ugh. And I thought that was the coolest thing at the time because you know at the time. I I didn't order the pay-per-views, you know, and, uh, you know, we always had to watch the next show to to get the results of the pay-per-view from the night before. So I'm like, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to watch this pay-per-view live and I bring it up on the thing. And it's the, the video box is literally like a half inch big on the screen. (laughs) And it's, uh, it, I would say got maybe one frame Every 30 seconds. That was as fast as I could get it to refresh. And then the audio kept going in and out. Nice. You pay for the so quality, I, buddy. <laughs> yeah, That's, this I is why for. you don't watch any current product. I pay for the quality. <laughs> I got what I paid for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have an update on uh, Joey Mercury from when he was uh, arrested after All In. Uh, he was arrested sleeping in his to, car. Well, uh, the, the police was called from or the police saw him sleeping in his truck car. They ran his info and saw that he had an outstanding warrant at the time. We didn't know what that outstanding warrant was. Uh, the update is, is, uh, that that warrant was for being charged with uh, credit card fraud above a hundred dollars, but below $300, which is a, <laughs> A misdemeanor. 
So that was what the wow. Was. Okay. There are some yeah. ridiculous laws, and uh, <laughs> it's just yeah, like that. That's one. That's a very specific. But over one hundred, but under three hundred. Right, yeah. right. Did he did he rent a low end prostitute or what? <laughs> it didn't say like exactly what he did to be or what he allegedly did to be charged with that. Um, if I had to guess, I mean that's usually he. That's usually when a person uses somebody else's credit card because they think they have permission to use it. They use it, and then the person ends up filing. Uh, once they see it on the bill, then they end up filing, um, you know, a fraudulent charge, and then they mm-hmm. do the uh, research on where that charge came from, and then if it's if he's at a store on camera or something, and that's how they usually find the person. Greg is being really but, specific here, like the voice of experience. And just... <laughs> yeah, Greg, is there something you want to tell are, us? Are there any warrants out for you? No, not that I know of. Um, but again, I don't know if that's his situation. That's <laughs> normally when something, that's <laughs> normally what it is. I, I oh, made actually, up this entire scenario. Actually, a, a long time, uh, it's probably about 10 years, I was a suspect in a criminal investigation, but I wasn't the bad guy, so I ended it, you know. But at, for one point, well, I was one of the suspects. Okay, uh, a couple things wrong with that statement there. First would be, say, I wasn't the bad guy. That is a debatable statement. <laughs> you may well, not have been convicted or arrested guy. for anything, but that does not mean you weren't the bad guy. No, you're the sound guy. guy. You know, I was, I, I was, it was when I lived in an apartment, I was sitting in my apartment and uh, I hear a loud knock at the door and we had kids that used to run up and down the apartments and knock on the doors as pranks. So and you I thought killed them? So yeah. I thought it was the kids. No, no, I thought it was the kids knocking on the door. What so I ignored it. So I, I just ignored it. And then next thing you know, I hear another boom, boom, boom. And they're like, it's the police. Open up. And I'm like freaking out. I'm like, oh, no, what's going on? You know, and I'm sitting there in my underwear, so I have no clothes on. So I'm hurrying up, throwing on clothes, and then I run over to the door. And then uh, open it up. And then the the police officer's like, you know, we uh, uh, had a report of a person a couple apartments down that – had their credit card stolen and it was used to fill up gasoline at a gas station. And then he shows me this picture and he's like, it's a picture of a green car at the gas station. And it's this blurry picture. And I'm like, well, and I happen to own a green car at the time. And that's why the cop thought it was me. Uh, and I'm like, Oh, it wasn't me. I was here all night. I mean, if you want to go look down at my gas tank, it's empty. <laughs> and you, then he's uh... like, we're going to get other video, you know? So if you got something to tell me, you need to tell me now. Is there a statute of limitations, Greg, that re- stops you from admitting that you used his credit card to fill up your gas tank? <laughs> then you joy <laughs> rode all around town, back to empty. <laughs> Dukes of Hazard, that shit. <laughs> Fast and Furious, that shit. Better, better reference. Don't worry though. Yeah, he did it for the rock. So he's like, we're going to get, I'm going to get a, in a couple hours, I'm going to get better video. So in a couple hours, if you, I'm going to know more info. So if you got something to tell me, you need to tell me now. I'm like, I got nothing else to tell you. And then uh, the next day I seen him coming out of the apartment, the, the police officer. And I pass him and he's like, don't worry, you're not the bad guy. And I'm like, I didn't think I was. And that was the end. Of I didn't think I was. Do you remember <laughs> the officer's name? 
I don't know. Do you think, one, he's still active? Two, do you think he could come onto the show? (laughs) (laughs) I I want to talk to him. Like, you remember 10 years ago, you said this guy was not the bad guy. No, that's that's how. No, I wasn't. The the officer told me. I know. I I want to talk to him. I want to question him about that. That's how that. I knew that I was not the bad guy because that's what the officer told me. It's still a matter of opinion, and I'm, I'm gonna—I would tell the officer live <laughs> on the air. I'm sorry, you're wrong. <laughs> Do you have any evidence that he's not the bad guy? Yeah, he may not have been guilty <laughs> in this have, case. He does. Or else he wouldn't have told me I wasn't the bad guy. Uh, maybe it was a, a false sense of security. Maybe you're still about to be busted. <laughs> You've been living this lie for a decade now. <laughs> Oh, I'm good. I'm not the bad guy. I'm going to fast forward through the network. Fast forwarding through the network. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Greg the criminal guy. One I'm, last quick news article. He's going to be Greg little, the bad guy from now on. We got a little off track there, didn't we? No kidding. Um, That's what we do, yes. Uh, Shane McMahon revealed that when his kids are frustrated with WWE's booking, they text their grandfather, Vince McMahon, uh, letting them know their frustration. So if you ever wonder if, if WWE's been booked by a 10-year-old, it might have been. Oh, God, that's amazing. Because uh, I feel uh, it would probably be better, to be honest. Because <laughs> uh, apparently the, 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 the grandkids let Vince know if they're not happy with uh, the, the current bookings. Now, can you imagine, like, I want to know what kind of, like, if he if he chuckles, if he, like, if his eyes roll. Like, I want to know what <laughs> response Papa Vince gives him. Yeah, I want to know who they're into. Right? He'd be like, oh, you shouldn't have had Rusev lose in 30 seconds. And Vince is like, oh, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> and then Shane's like, ah, oh, that's funny, Dad. No, seriously, he's out of the family. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to China. Run that cable company. <laughs> yeah, I just like so this way I feel like all right, I really want Tomasa Champa to come up on the main <laughs> roster. Do I need to go through Shane's kids to make this happen now? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> well, what what wasn't it back in the day uh with uh uh back when uh they did Ozfest, uh it was Jack Osborne that like booked all like uh uh, help yeah. book the bands for Ozfest when Jack Osborne was still like a teenager at the time. Yes. Um, yep. So it's, uh, I was I, I was looking at it as like a similar thing, you know, like oh, yeah. <laughs> it was the the young one helping the older one decide what's relevant or right, keep, right. keep the show relevant. Yeah. And then Kelly Osborne released Papa Don't Preach <laughs> and ruined it for all the kids. All true, yeah. Even that one that no one hears of, yeah. You're the one that doesn't want the publicity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, I, yeah. No one ever realizes he's got a third daughter because she was never yeah. on that show. <laughs> All right, Greg. Well, thank you for the news. Uh, running a little bit long here, so hopefully you don't have like 16 fun facts for the 2005 Royal Rumble. No, I think I got six, but we'll we'll run through them here quickly. Still more than my favorite Royal Rumble, thank you. <laughs> uh, the 5 one, that was the one where uh, Vince needed a little help at the end. From his grandkids, or? <laughs> <laughs> no, 
No, I needed a little help out of the the ring. That's when he blew both quads. I get by with a little help from my friends. Uh, fun fact number one. I, I remember this pretty good. It was when uh, the filming of the events commercial was crashed by TNA wrestlers. Oh, yeah, because Road Dog wanted some mahi-mahi. Yeah, yeah, Road Dog wanted mahi-mahi. Uh, what was it? Uh, Abyss was... Carrying balloons and tried to give him balloons or something. Yeah, because he had oh, like a really it. blatant ripoff mankind gimmick at that time. Right. Yeah. Uh, but they were filming the commercial for the Royal Rumble at Universal Studios, which was uh, it was on the same lot as where the Impact was filmed at the time. So the the TNA guys were there, and I think it was even Rey Mysterio because TNA was filming it. For their show, and then once Ray Mysterio saw that TNA was like filming it, he like you could tell he was trying to get off camera because he didn't want to get in trouble with the WWE. But uh, yeah, the TNA guys were making the WWE guys feel a little uncomfortable at the time. It was like the WWF invasion of WCW, except not even half as entertaining. Yeah, yeah. it was oh, just it's- like it, just like it. <laughs> In the full list of TNA guys at the time, uh, it was Shane Douglas, Conan, R-Truth, or Ron Killings. Suntan uh, Superman. B- mm-hmm. BG James, Slash yeah. Road Dog, Abyss, and Tracy Brooks. Oh, I forgot Film Tracy Brooks was a welcome thing. Welcome Wagon. Huh. I forgot about Tracy Brooks. I forgot about Mrs. Kazarian. <laughs> Good bad times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh oh uh next fun fact uh Paul London's elimination didn't sit well with the higher ups. Uh-oh. That was that was uh the, the one where he he made his elimination look a little too good. <laughs> uh that was that uh which I, I don't even know if they even still show it in the promo packages but it's he basically did the inverted backflip after getting uh uh, clotheslined by uh, Gene Snitsky, uh. and uh, did like, basically an inverted backflip to the floor, uh, which made for one of the coolest uh, eliminations uh, at the time. Uh, even stands up even to this day for uh, <laughs> uh, innovative eliminations. But uh, apparently, backstage, he was told that that was a really that, that was really good, but it was a little too good. For his position. <laughs> nice. Eh, what can you do? I mean, when you're getting eliminated by Gene Snitsky, you gotta you gotta take <laughs> you gotta some sort of pride in something. So might as well have some fun yeah. with your elimination. <laughs> but it was it was uh, allegedly felt backstage that he stole a moment that wasn't his to steal. <laughs> how dare he? How dare he try to how get dare himself he? over? I was say how dare he take an opportunity to try to do anything <laughs> which which let, let's let's be honest here vince mcmahon tried to steal the spotlight for him later on in the rumble mm-hmm. for himself tearing the quads <laughs> oh i can't stand up oh look at me all the attention's on me yeah i see how it is oh <laughs> <laughs> well, uh that brings us to the uh next fun fact i mean we kind of already brought it up but the the rumble end ending was a bit botched no um, uh, according to the the the, the power bomb over the top rope was supposed to happen 
the way that it happened, except Batista was supposed to hold on. He wasn't supposed to go over to, uh, which uh, that that's what started the whole, uh, uh, you know, luckily they both did hit, at least the way that the camera angles had it. It wasn't clear who hit first. So they lucked out that it wasn't clearly Batista hitting first or the other one yeah. hitting first. Uh, so it did make restarting the match makes sense, you know, versus some guy clearly hitting first and then Vince coming out and restarting the match because the wrong guy hit first. Yeah. Um, so at least it did, but, but Vince wasn't supposed to come out. Um, and, uh, it was reported that he had been sitting at the gorilla position all day. So, um, he forgot to stretch is what you're saying. Yeah. He, yeah. He forgot <laughs> to stretch and uh, got himself a little too worked up when he, when he did his Vince walk into the ring and then, uh, reportedly blew one quad when he got into the ring. Then when he attempted to stand up after blowing that first quad, that's when he blew the second quad. Wow. Poor guy. <laughs> we <laughs> laughed about it at the time, but poor guy. I remember uh, I was at it was I was at your apartment when we watched that. Uh-huh. I think you were there too, Balls. I probably was. Balls can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh-huh. final fun fact: it marked the beginning of an unusual streak. Okay, what is this unusual streak? <laughs> the unusual streak is that from '05 and this continued all the way to 2010 that the Royal Rumble runner-up still found their way into a world title match at or before WrestleMania. Started with John Cena being the Royal Rumble runner-up in 05. Uh, Continued on with uh, Randy Orton in 06, because then he ended up still getting the match with uh, Rey Mysterio and Kurt Angle at WrestleMania in 06. Uh, Shawn Michaels ended up winning a number one contenders match in 07, making him the runner up to be in the uh, uh, title match at WrestleMania. Then Triple H won the Elimination Chamber match in 08, making him the runner up uh, to be the uh, in the match. And then Triple H flat out won the championship prior to WrestleMania in 09, even though he was the runner up there. And then uh, Cena would face off against Batista in 2010. But they didn't get the point to the sign, now did they? <laughs> huh. Interesting. That's, that, that, that is that is actually kind of disappointing that, oh, the final two. Yeah, they're all going to be in the title matches anyway. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, it's... they were still doing the brand splits at the time, so there was mm-hmm. always that second world title that still had to have a match. Yep. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's actually kind of disappointing in hindsight, though. <laughs> like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, all because you lost doesn't mean you truly lost. No. It's like American Idol. There you <laughs> go. Great reference, Greg. Oh, no problem. Great reference. Love it. <laughs> Love it, my friend. <laughs> or Tough Enough. There's a more relevant one. You know, how many Tough Enough people got contracts? Even though they didn't win the whole thing. Oh my god, the winners never do anything. <laughs> yep. It's a curse to win tough enough at this point. You do not right. Oh my god. Like I want somebody to be honest. They're in the season, they lie to the producers to get out of the show. <laughs> and then once they're finally on the show, 
like on a live judges panel. They're like, I'm going to be honest, I don't want to win it all. I just wanted to make it to this stage so I could have a career. Now, did hey, you guys... it worked for the boogeyman. He lied to at least get onto that first He didn't lie. He was, he was speaking from the heart. His heart was just wrong. <laughs> so he didn't lie about his age. No, 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 no. No, no. His heart was incorrect. He was speaking <laughs> from the heart. But he wasn't lying. He was just incorrect. Did, did, um... But it's okay because he is a legend now. He is a That's legend. Did you guys see the most recent episode of Tough Enough? Or not Tough Enough, of NXT? Where uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Velveteen Dream are going back and forth, and Tommaso Ciampa looks at Velveteen Dream and goes, maybe you just aren't tough enough. And the crowd's like, ooh. You're asking me if I watched the most recent episode yeah, of NXT. I, I was more asking Mo. I knew you didn't watch it, but I, I felt we were just now, going. I'll get to that episode of NXT. He doesn't even know who Ciampa or the Velveteen Dream is, balls. <laughs> True. That you're right. Yeah, he's like, who are these guys? I don't, I don't, I don't know who they go, are. Go ask your kid who the Velveteen Dream is. <laughs> I'm too busy watching Kevin Thorne and Ariel take over ECW. <laughs> those guys are good. Those guys, those guys got a long career ahead of them. No, they, they were already gone by the by where I'm at. No seven now. Oh, no, I'm silly. actually watching. I'm watching Big Daddy, Big Daddy V right now. Oh, with or without Matt Striker. With Matt, it's when okay. he first came in with Matt Stryker, okay. with the Boogeyman. It's the Big Daddy V versus Boogeyman uh, feud right now. You better not be fast-forwarding through that, jerk. Oh, no, no, no. We make time for the Boogeyman in ECW. Oh, yeah. Only the best for you. 